Hey! Hello there, baddies. Is this the second episode? <laughs> did I put the last one out on a Wednesday? I think I did, and now we're on Wednesday, which is always our day. Um, I can't promise this is going to happen every week, but I am very much, obviously, trying to get back into the groove of doing a podcast. So I wanted to put something up, and uh, we'll see how it goes, <laughs> I was away in New Orleans last night. I was doing um, kind of an influencer thing, even though I'm not really an influencer anymore. I still act like one on social media. But um, I went to a hotel with my dear friend Fallon, to listener of the podcast. Oh, she was on, listener of a podcast, like friend of the podcast, family of the podcast. She was on a podcast. How many times can I say podcast <laughs> it's starting to lose you know when you say something so many times it loses its meaning and it sounds so bizarre to your ear she was on a podcast called small business cocktail hour I'm pretty sure I'm saying that correctly and she was great and lovely and wonderful and I told her to put the link in the bad witch group so you all could go support but I think we both forgot to do it and make sure she did it because we're in New Orleans running around a hotel so <laughs> I will try to get the link from her and put it in the episode notes. So you can listen to Fallon. But yes, I was with Fallon at a hotel in New Orleans because we were doing like a little influencer thing, kind of. Um, I did I did introduce her to everyone we spoke to as a very famous influencer because I thought that was funny. <laughs> she didn't love it. But we were looking, all that being said, we were looking at something uh, where I could have my book launch party. So I really liked it and I think it might be the place. And I can't remember if I told all of you, but please keep February 14th open to buy the book the day it comes out. But also if you could make it to New Orleans, I would love to see you and have you. And I know some of you are like kind of, are local to me and kind of local to me. And who doesn't want to come to New Orleans and <laughs> doesn't? And, oh, it's the week before Mardi Gras, I think, Valentine's Day, well, I don't think, Valentine's Day is the 14th, Mardi Gras, I think, is the 21st Catholic calendar, shout out, um, so, you know, if you're gonna come anyway, <laughs> these are very, 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 very soft plans, but once I have some details, also, it is Valentine's Day, and it probably is already booked, so it might have to be, like, the week before, week after, and it's carnival season. I'm just, you know, working it out out loud like I like to do. But anyway, so I was in New Orleans doing that. So this isn't going to be, like, a very structured episode. It was kind of, well, <laughs> what is? It was kind of just me driving home and thinking about things and listening to Fleetwood Mac and you know, what topics I still want to cover on the podcast. And definitely, I would, I would love your input, please, in the Bad Witch group. If you can just throw up, throw down, side to side topics, please make a post. Please DM me on Facebook now that I'm back on Facebook. I'm not Mickey Cecilia anymore. I am Mick, M-I-C-K-U, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, almost at it. M-I-C-K, stop, A-U-D-R-E-Y. So come find me on Facebook. My profile is like wide open because I feel like people need to be able to actually see me to support the book, which pre-orders are happening down. Well, they're happening at Barnes & Noble, but I'll put the link also in the episode note notes. Please, please pre-order because it really, 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 really helps me. Like, don't get me wrong. All sales are good sales. I will be so happy if you buy it on Valentine's Day. I'll be so happy if you buy it on my birthday. I'll be so happy if you buy it on Samhain. I'll be happy if you buy it in 2025. <laughs> like, I'm so happy to have the sale. But, um, and for you to have the book, obviously. But pre-orders are, like, 
everything. If everything else about writing a book and marketing a book is like the stuff that goes in the cauldron, pre-orders are the cauldron. Like they hold it all together. So if you can, pre-order one, pre-order seven. I don't know. Do you have seven dwarves in your life? I don't know, but just pre-order if you can. It makes such a huge difference. Okay, that's all my feeling. This is what I was thinking about. Oh, also, sorry, I had coffee for the first time in like 48 hours. So your girl is hype. Also, I'm talking to all of you, which always makes me very excited. But um, if you also have questions, please drop them in the Facebook group or on message me on Facebook because I would like to do next week or week after I might do like a biweekly thing. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and ask me anything because I am trying to get back into the group of podcasting. I'm laughing because obviously I have not lost the ability to just talk. Um, that is never going to go away. I'm pretty sure it's my my first and best skill. But doing like a more structured podcast where we go like, hey, here's our witchy kind of tie in for the week. And then like, here's our lesson and how we practice it and how we actually put it into practice. I, I heard it when I said it that I was going to repeat myself and like what are our homeworks going to be. So and what our crystal is going to be, right? We got to go back to like the old format. Um, so yeah, ask me anything. Questions would be great. And they can be about all things witchy. I will answer within my knowledge. <laughs> if I can't, I will tell you I can't. Um, things about writing a book, things about putting out a book, things about travel, things about fashion stuff, like all, all the things. Things about me, you know. I mean, pandemic for three years, not much has changed. <laughs> Pretty much just doing the same thing. But yeah, I would love ask me anything questions. Okay, so this is what I was thinking about as I was driving away from New Orleans, which is how do you stay, and I would love to hear your how you do it as well, and I will definitely share it on the next episode, but how do you like keep your witchy groove when you're not really feeling it, right? Because the whole thing about this podcast is we're bad witches. Witches, which we're bad witches, witches. Um, we are badass and we're powerful and we're charming and beautiful and enticing and glamorous and all of those wonderful just mm, words that come with the association of being like this magical, feminine, masculine, all mixed up together being, right? But also like we're bad at it. <laughs> That's okay because we're still people. It's not our entire identity. It's not everything about us. It's important, but it doesn't have to be everything all the time. And we don't have space for it to be everything all the time, right? So I was, when I was writing the book, it was so the entire focus of my life that I don't think I pulled a card even for myself for like months and months at the time. And when I did, it was because I was like, what am I doing? Like, should, should I just stop? Why am I so bad at this? You know, all those things that like go through your head when you have a breakdown when you're pursuing your dreams. <laughs> but I didn't make, it wasn't even that I didn't make space and time for like my cards and my crystals and my candles and meditation and like actively manifesting and paying. If you would have asked me when the next full moon was, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, look up. I can't, I don't know everything. <laughs> just, there just wasn't, even though it's always going on and it's always inside of us, there wasn't any space that I could consciously give to it. Although it may have been quite an asset to me to like, I should have made a little more space for it. And now that I've done one whole book, when I go back into that process again, because for some reason, I think I should write another book, um, you know, punishment, torture <laughs> for, of myself. 
But when I do go in next time, you know, maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea to have a specific writing ritual to make it into something that is more like, oh, I have to do this today because it starts, it feels like such a chore when you're going through the process, even though you want to do it and only you is making you do it. Like no one else is doing this to you. But I think if I really would have made a ritual out of it, it would have, it, I think overall it could have gone more smoothly. I mean, I don't know. I was doing it for the first time, but it would, I feel looking in retrospect, it wouldn't have felt like so much of a chore. It would have felt like I'm doing one of my rituals and I always enjoy my rituals, you know? So I know next time that I need to have my crystals and I need to incorporate my candles and I need to have my little prayer and I need to consecrate the specific like book I'm writing in or the laptop that I'm using because then I'm not totally shutting out this magical part of myself and I, f I feel like things go more smoothly overall in life when we aren't shutting that door completely. And also, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> this is what I just almost said and I'm, I'm going to say it, but we're going to work through it together. I feel like we can go into, especially this time of year, even though it's like, you know, it's our time. We're like popping off. It's cold. It's dark. It's mystical outside. I do feel like you can go into a bit of like a magical depression where it's not even that you're neglecting to keep up. It's that you don't feel it. I, again, never goes away. Always churning inside of us. We're always able to tap into it. But sometimes, doesn't it, maybe this is just me, and maybe this is my seasonal depression or my actual depression, but doesn't it feel like you, it's just not there sometimes? Like, I don't know. Like, I know anytime I pick up my cards, because even when I'm not really feeling it for myself, and sometimes it can be a couple weeks, and sometimes it could be a big stretch of months. Uh, and I definitely had that when I was doing the podcast. Like, the podcast in certain time periods was the only like witchy thing I had going on because I just didn't, I, I just wasn't plugged in and I, it was probably just outside circumstances. I don't know, but sometimes the connection is just not, a, not as strong. Um, it can definitely, I think have to do with the time of year. It definitely has to do with what's going on in our personal lives and our professional lives. But there, there's just times where it, I don't know, you know, I always like flash things, uh, like flashes come into my head. I don't, <laughs> raise my shirt up <laughs> flash people it's not what I meant but um right now I'm getting a flash of a vessel that's empty like if you have a beautiful pottery jar you know um and it's so ornate and gorgeous on the outside and so it's something that's like really special to you but it's not being utilized and so it's still beautiful and special and you still have it displayed but like what if we did put your favorite flowers inside and what if we did put some what is it called flower food or whatever makes your mind I'm not a plant mom. I wish I was. I feel like can't handle it. And water inside and let stuff flourish and grow. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Like sometimes it's a beautiful vase on the shelf and I know it's always there and I always have so much like reverence for my personal magic, but I'm not letting it nurture other things in my life is, is kind of how it feels. So I don't know, maybe I could be alone in that, but there just are times where I really don't feel... I just can't feel it. I know it's there. I understand it's there. I know I can call on it, but I don't feel it. And when I, like what I was saying when I was doing those podcast episodes, I could pull it up, you know, I could summon it, summon it, but away from doing the episodes and like those stretches of time, there was no candles, there was no crystals, there was no cards, there was no moon journaling, there was no like ritual bath, just nada, nada, right? 
and if I was doing card pulls for other people in those times, again, I could like, I could take the drawer off the shelf and I could like kind of press it to myself and understand what's still there. But I didn't, it just didn't feel like I was contributing anything to it or that it was full of anything. Does that analogy make any sense at all? Who knows? But <laughs> all that to say, so because of the writing process, I did feel very disconnected for it from it. And I wasn't doing the podcast. So aside from doing like reading spats here and there, I just haven't felt, I haven't felt it. I haven't felt the magic. I haven't felt whatever you want to call it, the witchery, the spirituality, like whatever it is, it just was beautiful empty vase on a beautiful shelf in a very safe spot where nothing can damage it, but it wasn't being utilized. And now that I'm starting to feel it come back and I do think, hold on, let me shift this because I'm recording on my laptop and it is trying to fall into my lap. (laughs) I don't want that to happen, but Um, I'm starting to feel it come back, which is why I did put up just like a tiny episode the other week, last week. And I'm still feeling it. I don't know. I feel like before the vase was empty and now there's maybe like a little layer of soil and maybe we can start planting stuff in there. And so all that to say, (laughs) how did y'all miss this? Me just like rambling on all that to say. So my whole drive, I was thinking about how, how can I do it, but I'm not doing it. Like, I don't want to say the word lazy because that's not quite right. But how can I like set it and forget it? And so I am being surrounded by that magic, that natural witchery, whatever's going on in there, whatever you want to call it. Um, But it's not like an active, I guess passive would be the right word. (laughs) How am I passively still being involved and, and still have like that connection when I'm not actively practicing. I'm not like doing things every single day. I'm not keeping my journal. I'm not like updating my grimoire, like all of that stuff, you know, because I think we all understand there's definitely a difference between when you're, you feel it so strongly and you're so deep in it. And like, it does become not the center of your life, but it's definitely like a high priority. And you do find yourself actively participating in it every day. And I mean, even as basic as like pulling your cards every day or lighting candles every day or ritualizing every day, making potions every day, like meditating every day, manifesting every day, whatever that looks like for you and whatever like amalgamation that you do. I'm talking about true set it and forget it. (laughs) Like I don't even mean light a candle. What I mean is what are very, very basic things that you can do that I feel like it counts. If, If that's all you can do, I feel like it still counts. And so you don't have to feel like your jar is totally empty, right? So the things I was thinking of while I was listening to Fleetwood Mac is listening to music, (laughs) just very simple. Um, I was really feeling like a Christine McVie kind of vibe today. So I had to start with you make loving fun. Here's my very controversial opinion about Fleetwood Mac. Um, Please don't not pre-order my book if I say this. Because I I think I've even said this before. Because I love Stevie Nicks. I love Stevie Nicks, obviously. I think vocally, Christine McVie is like the it. I think she's it. I love her voice. I love Stevie's voice. But Christine, I I think maybe I'm saying she doesn't get quite as much credit because Stevie Nicks. You know? <laughs> like the Stevie Nicks. She's everything. But there's something about her voice is so soulful. And I love Christine McVie's voice. So um, we started there. But then I was like, oh, what if I listen to Silver Springs? Because as you all know, I believe that Silver Springs is an active curse. <laughs> I have no proof. Stephanie Nix has never said this anywhere, I'm pretty sure. 
But I mean, let's talk about the lyrics. Uh, time cast a spell on you, but you won't forget me. Uh, I know I could have loved you, but you will not let me. <laughs> you, you know, you know, it sounds a little bit to me. And look, I mean, I'm not all, I don't think all curses are bad if we're being totally honest, but we can circle back to that later in <laughs> another episode. But so I turned on Silver Springs and then that led me to Gold Dust Woman, which is oh so, so. And then of course it leads me to Rhiannon. Let's all say it together. This is a song about a Welsh witch. So even though I wasn't like fully in my cloak, <laughs> didn't have all my herbs nearby and wasn't throwing everything into the pot, I still, it like, you know, it put a little bit more into my, into my vase, my magical vase that we're using for this. Um, so listen to music, put, just put on a meditation to, to segue. I would just put on a meditation. Okay. You know, what's really hard. Let's, let's be honest. You know, what's really hard about meditating is being still <laughs> for some of us, I, maybe again, a just me thing, but I can't, I can't just lay down a lot of the time and even the breathing, I'm like, okay, I got it. I'm going to do some cycle breathing. <laughs> what are we gonna do? And I know I'm the first to say meditation is a muscle. You do have to work it out. You do have to let it get bigger and stronger. Like there are very few among us that are going to be like, oh, I'm just going to start with a 60 minute meditation. Sure. Yeah. All the chakras, let's just do all of them. Like it's totally fine. And I definitely have found when I haven't done it. And this is the thing about meditation. Can we like... <sighs> I'm getting frustrated thinking about my my relationship with meditation because it should be the easiest thing. It like on paper, it's put something on on an app on your phone, lay down at night when you're going to bed and listen to it and go with it. Like be guided by it. How simple is that? But it actually is a lot of work. And what I find is you have to snap back. If you haven't been continuing with doing it for a long time. So I had gotten to the point where I could do like a good 45 minutes. And now I'm like, all right, if I can find like eight minutes, I can do it. So along with the music thing, if that's like, and I'm not just saying Fleetwood Mac, obviously. But I am saying that um, there are a lot of witchy women that have made music over the decades. And I think we know a lot of them. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of them that aren't openly saying it, but we know what's going on. So let you know just whoever you feel aligned with and who you feel like has a little magical message going on that's why I start with with meditation I would just put the app on and let it run even if I'm doing dishes and I'm not actually paying attention even if I'm doing laundry and I'm not paying attention if you're just driving which I think is actually harder because I need to be entertained while I'm driving I mean obviously I'm watching the road and being safe but I do need to have something to like break up the monotony of it but I, I think it still taps into your subconscious, you know? I think it still does the work and allows you to do the work with an inner ear that's kind of handling it in the background, even if you're not cognizant of how you're doing the work. Does that make sense? So that's another little way to add a little bit more to your vase is just listen to a meditation. Listen to it how you can. It's really hard to have a totally quiet space in a lot of our houses or homes or whichever the right word. It's hard to find the time. It's hard to want to do that when all you want to do is doom scroll Twitter because it's obviously in its final days and you just want to be there when it all goes down. You got to ride it till the very end. That's what I'm doing. 
Um, so yeah, it, who says it has to be like lying perfectly still and doing your breaths exactly on like the, what is it? The four, seven, four. I can't remember. Obviously I haven't been doing it, but I think, I think listening to music and I think listening to a meditation counts for something. Um, the other one I was thinking about was just wearing something, <laughs> which is probably the easiest one of them all. I am sure I've said it in other podcasts, old podcasts, but those could be four years old at this point, <laughs> that I always wear an evil eye something. Um, For a long time, I had an evil eye pendant amati that I got in Greece that I would wear, but unfortunately, it was like one of those things that like irritate your neck, because <laughs> I just got it at a tourist shop, but it was so lovely, and so I wore that one until it literally turned my neck green, and not just the chain, but like where it sat on my collarbone, <laughs> green circle so I still have it I put it in my like little um witchy memento box the one that I I showed in the Facebook group that says Pisces all over it so um I replaced it with a like gold Mati ring though because I always wear an even evil eye and even though I'm not always conscious of it I mean I'm actually never like do you think about the things you put on your jewelry every day or you never take off I don't really think about it you know like I'm sure none of you do either uh, never mind I shouldn't say that <laughs> like generalize everyone but you know, if you put on your wedding ring, you're probably not like, yes, this is the symbol of our eternal love. And it's connected because our love will never die. Like, <laughs> I don't think every day we think about that. I'm sure there's times where you look down and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what this symbolizes. And sometimes I do look at my ring and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm protected. I wear this for a reason. But I think it's the easiest way <laughs> to to take that little that little spiritual, magical, witchy vase and add something else to it so stuff can start to grow out of it again is to wear just wear it on you and you really like, again set it and forget it I have the ring on every single day I do not take it off and it's always there I set it and I don't have to think about it um <clears throat> for a while I was and obviously that's anything if you want to put like a crystal on on a chain and wear it if you have it in your pocket if you have it in your wallet if you tuck it in your boobies which is <laughs> one of my favorite places because I know it's not going anywhere from there um I think that all counts if you have um, you know, any medals, like medals that have maybe a goddess on it that you're really aligned with, or if you are Catholic, like a saint, like the saint medals, you know, or whatever religion, I'm just going, I'm just saying Catholic, because I was raised Catholic. Um, I think it all counts. <laughs> I think it works. For a long time, I, the guy I was dating when I started the podcast, were we dating them? Uh, who knows? Um, he had given me a necklace that had two hearts that were interlocked with each other. And I took it off when we broke up which was like four years ago now. And for some reason, like nine months ago, I started wearing it again every day. And I don't know why. I just like, I just picked it up and put it back on. <laughs> and if I really stop to think about it, like obviously my subconscious or my my body was trying to to make something happen. Like obviously it was trying to manifest something. And if I really think about it, because for a second I was like, is it about him? Like, do I miss him? Is Like, what's going on? I think it was my subconscious and my, like, inherent jar of witchiness, right? Base of witchiness. <laughs> um, trying to do, like, a passive manifesting of love. Like, this is something I'm wearing or on my body. It's something that's always with me. It's made of silver. And where it would sit, it would like sit in my heart chakra space, right? Because it's a necklace and depending on length, it could like hit you right there. And so I 
think passively, I was like, oh, I'm opening my heart chakra. Like I've been writing this book. It's been a pandemic. I've been like, no, 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 no. Everyone stay away from me. <laughs> Gotta get this done. And now that I'm in the ending of this process where like, I'm starting to wrap up my writing and I'm starting to think about book cover and you know, it's going to, it's going to actually happen. I, I'm not just going to, you know, throw my laptop in the Mississippi river and move on with my life. <laughs> Uh, I think my my subconscious, my inner witchiness was trying to prepare me to be like, okay, it's time to it's time to open up that space again. And so that's why I think I gravitated toward it, and that's why I started wearing it again. And I recently just replaced it. Well, <laughs> I sold it. Um, <laughs> sold it because we put out a book. It can be kind of expensive, and I I feel like it served its purpose of calling love to me and letting my heart open up again, just like on my own. But I didn't want the attachment of him to it because he did gift it to me. So a little bit of his energy is always going to be there, right? So I sold it and it was great. <laughs> so I recently um, started to wear a cross that my mom and dad gave me when I was in high school or college. And again, I'm not sure quite why I have gravitated to a cross. Um, I do love symbols. I love symbolism, obviously. I think us witches, we all love symbols. And I... I I think anyone that is like not doesn't even consider themselves witchy, but is just just kind of like and has a some kind of connection to the world around them, right? I think we all look for symbols a lot. I think that's like an inherent human thing. Anyway, uh, looking for repetition, looking for symbols, looking for things that stick out to us. But yeah, I'm not quite sure what it's telling me. But for some reason, I wanted to put it back on. So we'll see. We'll see why. I Like I said, I was raised Catholic. I did a whole episode about, um, kind of about religion. I think it was the altar one. So it's like way, 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 way back. And talking about, you know, how some things are like the same thing or whatever. We have to get into it right now. <laughs> Don't want to say anything too controversial. Um, but... You know, in speaking of, it could ultimately be a continuation of love. It could be that I'm saying I want, I don't know, I'm just truly spitballing right now. But since I had the heart, I replaced it with the cross. I'm wondering if maybe it's like, I'm not just opening myself to love, but I'm opening myself to like divine love. I'm opening myself to a love that is like meant to be a love that is pure, a love that is perfect. I mean, obviously, like, these are concepts. <laughs> no one's relationship is perfect. But a love that is a higher of a higher order, a love that is like me getting to my highest and greatest good and then being matched by that energy. I have no idea. I'm truly just saying it out loud. But I, I do wonder. And I okay, sorry, I'm just <laughs> I have gotten kind of into this idea of like purity lately but it's kind of a, a weird word to work with because I don't I definitely don't mean in this like patriarchal idea of like women must be pure and if you do this you're stained and sinful and da 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 but just this idea of levity almost and and pureness as an honesty and in love I guess so when I say pure, I don't mean it at all in like the judgmental connotation that can come with it. I just mean, I don't know, I've kind of been making this connection with purity lately. And again, it's not like, I hate, I just hate the patriarchy. <laughs> I just don't like that they've taken these words that do represent these truly beautiful things and have like found ways to villainize people because of it. Anyway, that's my feminist corner for the week. But yeah, maybe that's what the connection's coming in. But 
I, it'll it'll reveal itself <laughs> when I when it's time and um maybe it'll just make sense later but the good thing about like the Monty going back to that is that I do always feel protected and that's great and I always feel like it it I, I you know the whole thing with the evil eye is like it keeps bad away from you but I also think it maybe always gives me a sense of like what I should accept um and not like drawing up like an inner and like trusting my instincts and drawing up an inner sense of what I need to like be wary of and what I need to accept into my life. Anyway, all that said, <laughs> I was really worried when I started this that I would only be able to talk for like 15 minutes, but why would I ever think that? Um, all that being said, so symbols, just wear something on you, a piece of jewelry, something in your pocket. Even if you want to just like write an affirmation and tuck it in your shoe, like I feel like, or just, you know, if you want to draw an evil eye and put it on a piece of paper and like tuck it in your pocket, anything like that, I feel like it does actually do a lot of work without having to like actively be thinking about it. So once again, I will return to the phrase, set it and forget it. Um, tea, a tea ritual is always good. <laughs> and not even to like ritualize it, but I always feel like a good way to like sneak in a little bit of this and a little bit of that when we're talking about like the magic of what we consume we're talking about herbs, if we're talking about uh, flower essence, if we're talking about certain foods and what they represent, you know, all the correspondences, which I'm pretty sure I have episodes about all that stuff. Where they are, I'm not 100%, but I will try to dig through and see what I have. Um, it, there's no kind of easier way than to just eat. We have to eat and drink anyway, right? So if you want to make a tea and you, I was about to say, I famously add dill to everything. I don't put dill in my tea. That would be terrible. <laughs> But um, it's a good spot for spearmint, for peppermint, for, uh, I was going to say rosemary, but do people make tea out of rosemary? I don't know. But, oh, you know what I've always, I always say, and I, I think I put this recipe somewhere, is uh, cinnamon tea. When you just truly boil cinnamon sticks, and then you drink that. So you don't actually like, well, you steep the sticks, but it's not like a packet, right? But I'm sure you could also buy cinnamon tea. How do you do it? Let me see if I can remember. I would take three cinnamon sticks, put them into, um, what's it called? Oh my gosh. A saucepan. <laughs> I've not been cooking. Um, I would put them in, I think I put three cinnamon sticks. I would put them in a cup of, no, no, no. I think I would use two cups cold water and then you put them over a low heat until they go to a boil, but it has to be low heat. You can't like rush it. And then you have to let it sit for like 20 or 30 minutes and it all, all the cinnamon essence will come out and then you drink it and you can put like a little honey in it or like <gasps> some rosemary there. Ooh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And cinnamon has so many wonderful protective and cleansing and like pulling up that fire inside of you correspondences and it course it corresponds with all that and it has like all these beautiful values to it so cinnamon tea and it makes your house smell really good especially in time for the holidays so try that um but yeah like anything that you consume if you make hibiscus tea if you um what are like our, our foods for this time I was just thinking of yule but that's uh six weeks no 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 no, no. that's not right that's like four weeks away give or take um, but you know, your apples, your cranberries, your, <clears throat> excuse me, your ales, your walnuts, your, your darker breads, your gingerbread. Ooh, another good one. Sorry. I'm just getting really excited because I'm talking about food. Now. <laughs> um, your, your like darker fruits, your dark red, really juicy fruits. Um, juicy fruit, not sponsored. 
what other, what other foods? You're, again, spearmint. That's a really good one for this time. But yeah, I mean, we have to eat and drink. We all know that. And so it could be as easy as, well, I know that this food is aligned with this. And this is the only thing I have time for because I have to do this anyway. So this is what I'm going to consume. And you can think about it or you cannot think about it. Because again, I think all this stuff is still working in the background, even when we're not totally plugged in, right? Base is always there. Just not always up to the brim with like all of our, our stuff that makes it flourish inside. Um, was there an, any other one? <sighs> I think that was the four that I was really thinking about. I mean, obviously your ritual baths and showers and it could be as, but see, I still, I think like that still takes a little bit of intention. Like, oh, I'm setting out to do this on purpose because you have to like gather all your things. You have to put the bath together. You got to do all this. We well, know you do all this stuff. But when you're literally just drinking a cup of tea and you're literally just eating a pomegranate, you know, where you're you're just like, I put this this ring, this bracelet, this necklace, this affirmation, I slip this piece of paper, whatever it is. Again, I'm I keep saying it, but it's, it's truly said and forget it. Or like I'm just gonna listen to this album on the way to work. Or I'm just gonna listen to this podcast. I think that counts. <laughs> so all of those things. Um, yeah, because I was really trying to think of like baseline, what is something that not that it doesn't take effort, but it doesn't have to take magical intention. It's it's already, it's kind of doing the work for you. And so those were the four, like, ones that really came to my head. I'm sure as soon as I stop recording, I will think of the fifth one, but nothing's coming to me right now. Oh, colors, the colors that you wear, that could be another one. Um, Again, when I was at the place last night, yesterday, I was wearing a ton of red. Clearly, I am trying to fall in love. <laughs> So I just got to find a taker. But between the heart and the cross and these ideas of like purity and setting intention and like drawing the highest good to yourself. And I was wearing red, which I do feel is one of my power colors. And okay, so my sorry, (laughs) spoiler, I guess kind of my book starts on Valentine's Day in the fictional world. That's where it starts. And my so because of that, I like literally it's in like the first page, it says Valentine's Day and, and talks about it. And then I was like, well, because it starts on Valentine's, I should make the book launch on Valentine's Day. And okay, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was like really thinking about this and putting it all together. But now that I'm talking it out, that's clearly what's going on. I but I do love Valentine's Day, even though I'm like such a single person and I really like being single and I really have chosen singleness. Um, I think it's kind of the bee's knees, honestly. Uh I obviously have something going on with my wearing red and being drawn to it lately and the other symbols that have been around that I've been like putting on me and wearing next to my heart and uh setting my whole book around Valentine's Day okay so (laughs) good we're working some stuff out see it's always happening in the background even if we aren't trying to be like very present and super active with it all the time okay so I think 35 minutes is good right please Send me those AMA questions. Ask me anything. Please put some topic ideas. Um, I can throw topic ideas into the ask me anything and do like little blurbs, you know. Uh, Please listen to the podcast with Fallon that I will post in the group. I'll get the link from her. Please pre-order this book because I am going to do this to myself again and I just want it to be worth it. (laughs) And um, yeah, tell me. How you're feeling? Do you feel very like connected right now? Do, are you just not quite feeling it? Do you totally understand my vase analogy? Was it a vase or a jar? You know, anyway, we know what we're talking about. Um, and how do you still like keep that little connection there when you're not really feeling it? You know, what are these tiny things that you do that don't take effort, but are still meaningful? I'd love to hear them. So 
Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. And until next time, goodbye.